she was constantly saying, can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? And I remember one day saying to her, um, this is the eldest one. I said, you know, you asked me for a lot of stuff. I said, let's do some gratitude. Let's, let's be thankful. So we started saying all the things we were thankful for. Um, and then about two days later, we were at dinner and she just started saying, auntie, I'm thankful that you took us strawberry picking. I thank you. You'll love me. I thank you for this house. Just, I appreciate this. I appreciate that. And I was like, wow, thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. Each week, my guests and I share our vulnerable behind the scenes stories of giving ourselves permission to take off our masks, let go of expectations, and embrace our own path of freedom and authentic connection. I am your host, Bianca Hughes, a lover of authenticity. Hello and welcome to the Authentic Wednesday podcast. It is your host, Bianca Hughes. Welcome back. Um, I have had what, like a five week break and I am now back with new episodes and new things to share with you from myself personally. And then all of my guests, as always, we're sharing our stories of authenticity or living authentically, just taking off our masks and just being our authentic selves. And that can come in the form of our everyday experiences or big challenges we have. So whatever they big or small, myself and my guests will be sharing them with you. And so I take a break. Um, I always talk about taking care of yourself and taking breaks and I feel so refreshed. Um, I had probably two weeks I was actually away. Well, not two weeks. I was off not even seeing clients. So that was good. Um, I went to Panama. My first time going to Panama, met with an old friend, which was great. And when I was there, I went to Panama City and then went to the province of Bocos de Toro and was so super relaxed. And then I came back and um, I decided to spend some time with my nieces and also give my sister and our husband a break. And they, um, three and four, well, one was two and she actually celebrated her birthday with me. And, um, yeah, they were three and four. So I kind of said, I think I should have took them for the week first and then took my break after, but I'm okay. I survived. So it was Auntie Bianca, um, for a week. And of course it was just me. And so that was so many, that was really interesting. And I kind of want to talk about that today. Just my reflections from having, um, my nieces for a week and what it means to parent or shall I say really care for a child and I kind of like the word term care because we might not necessarily have our own children but in some way we are caring for children or someone's children in some way or some form oh by the way this is episode 69 (laughs) um and so we are just caring um you know I was caring for my nieces and I actually read this article 
um, I cannot remember her name, but she was saying that how she actually prefers to use the term caring versus parenting, just because caring is more about nourishing and encouraging. And sometimes parenting can be about trying to make this person to just do all these things to be the perfect child where there is so much more, as I'm sure you know, if you've ever been around a child um, and what it takes to care for a child. So I had them for a week. Like I said, they are four and three, very independent. Of course, two different personalities. Um, And then you have me, right? And so it was a great week. Um, There were moments where I had challenges and would question myself. Am I being a good aunt? You know, if I would get frustrated with them or start raising my voice or I'd have to tell them no or, you know, or put them on timeout all those sorts of things. And I just had, it was tough, y'all. It was fun. It was tough. Um, it was all of those things. Um, but they loved it. Um, they, you know, we went strawberry pricking on my youngest niece's birthday. We went to the aquarium. They had play dates. Some of my friends just loved them and was like, bring them back. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Cause you don't have them. You have them for a short period of time. I was woken up very all early with good mornings. And I, you know, I just don't want to talk. I know I don't, I'm the person that doesn't want to talk in the morning. And I'm like, okay, you have to get your iPad. I'm not ready for this. And um, I'm grateful for iPads. Um, And anyone who tries to shame a parent for giving their child electronics, then I don't know what to say because sometimes you really just have to figure out what you have to do in the moment. Um, You know, reading them bedtime stories and then the youngest one trying to get her to bed. That was interesting. I think that's where my patience was tested. So, um, what I discovered and what I noticed, um, I think one of the biggest things I need, I noticed and kind of questioned was the desire to want to control them at times and get them to do things. I would notice myself raising my voice when they didn't do things immediately. And I had to have a conversation and I had to be like, you know what, Bianca, you don't do things immediately. And why do you have to repeat yourself just because they're not doing immediately? Just trust that it will get done, right? So that was one thing. And then when you're out in public and they're running around and you're like, no, and they're being rude or you're feeling embarrassed. Like, remember, this is my own stuff. Um, I realized like, why do I want to control them? Why do I want to Part of it is their safety and protection, but they're just exploring and having fun. And I would realize sometimes I was taking it personally. But I think that's also just down to worrying about what people would think of me if these kids are just running around unruly. Come on, we've all done it. Like, why can't they manage their kids? Why can't they control their kids? Why are they just letting them run around, right? Um, And what other people think. But the truth is, they're children, right? They're small humans who are trying to figure it out in the world. And I think I love, always love that program um, on ER where the doctor always used to say little humans or something like that. And I really, really appreciate that versus saying children because they are young humans, right? And so they go through all the same emotions and challenges and trying to figure it out that we are. And we're trying to control them, right? As adults, Um to be this thing or so people don't say this about you as a parent or say this about your child but there really is a human growth and development and I'm so thankful as a therapist that 
I took a human growth and development class um, in part of my master's because that really helped me with some of my frustrations. And I had to be like, okay, what stage of development are they in? I had to make sure I didn't take things personally. Um, Like they weren't being rude or telling me no because they didn't like me or they were trying to, they were trying to test me, but they're also just gaining their voice. And I also had to remember that too. You know, one of the things I learned is about encouragement versus praise and noticing, you know, their strengths that my nieces, when she would say, well, why do I have to, why do I have to listen to you? And I'll be like, you know, I appreciate that you're asking me a question. Why? And I think that's very healthy, but there's just sometimes you just have to trust that I do may know more for you in this situation and it's about your safety. And then, well, sometimes I'll just joke around and be like, well, why do I have to clean? Why do I have to feed you? Why do I have to drive you around? And, you know, we'd make a joke of it. Um, whereas I know sometimes for some people it'd be like, well, don't question me. You're a child. You shouldn't ask questions. But if we stifle that, then how are they going to grow in life and learn to ask questions in life and learn to figure things out in life? Um, I think, um, and so I really had to do a deep breather and realize that, you know, of course, like I was technically like a single mom cause it was just me. So there's no tag team as well. So shout outs to single parents who are not tag teaming and you don't even have family or friends to support you. Like it is really hard because, um, you really do need to recuperate. You do need to take care of yourself so you can be the best for them. So you're not shouting them and you're not getting easily frustrated. So you can have moments. So I, you know, I know to take those moments and ask myself those questions about the day ended, like, how do I feel? And why am I responding this way? And why do I feel like they're disrespecting me? (laughs) Um, And I think those are the couple of things, definitely like raising my voice when they wouldn't do something. I really like was like, you don't need to raise your voice just because they're not doing something. Because let's be honest, if I'm talking to an adult, I don't raise my voice if they're not doing something. I might get frustrated, but I'm just going to let it go. And I really have to ask myself, is it that serious? And I had to also learn to pick my battles with them. Um, And just allow them to be, allow the kids to be kids, to be little humans and all they're exploring. Um, Being intentional with them, um, playing when my niece would ask me to play, please play with me. I would play immediately instead of being like, hold on. There were moments I'd say, hold on. But there was a moments where I'd be like, no, I'm going to play with her, you know, Um, same boundaries and telling them no was hard. Especially when my niece would be like, please, please, please. And this sweet little voice. And I'd be like, no, like, it's just a no. um, For whatever the reason may be. Um, And that was hard because you're like, oh man, she's so sweet. I just want to say yes. But in this instance, I have to stick to the no. And she has to learn that boundary of no. Because she would constantly push. That was the thing. She was constantly saying, can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? And I remember one day saying to her, Um, this is the eldest one. I said, you know, you ask me for a lot of stuff. I said, let's do some gratitude. Let's, let's be thankful. So we started saying all the things we were thankful for. Um, and then about two days later, we were at dinner and, 
she just started saying auntie I'm thankful that you took us strawberry picking I thank you you'll love me I thank you for this house just I appreciate this I appreciate that and I was like wow thank you and it just also reminded me that kids do listen and they're such quick learners and they do take those things in and it was just how she was just able to just put it in context and I don't even think I said grateful I can't remember if I said a grateful appreciate but she was using the word appreciate and I just think that that really touched me and that just reminded me of taking those timeouts to teach them lessons um doing another thing I learned at the end was redirecting I got tired of saying no or I really got tired of saying stop it so I would just be like, hey, come and look at this. Or, hey, what are you doing over there? Instead of me saying stop it, just to, because I got tired of it. And I feel like when I said stop it or no, especially, they'll just do it anyway. So there was a lot of learning about redirecting and questioning in myself um, and not necessarily just blaming the child. Um, what else? My niece, she was trying to get onto my bar stool and she was just really scared saying, I'm scared, I'm scared. And I know my niece was like capable of doing it. And I was like, no, you can climb up there. And she was getting red and I was like, breathe, you can do it. And reminding her like, you can do it, just do it scared. It's okay. You know, you could be scared and courageous at the same time. And then she did it and she was so excited to get up on the bar stool. And for the rest of the week, she got on the bar stool. Well, a few days later, we were out and um we were she was with me at, at working out and one of um, the people I work out with was like oh my gosh I can't get up here and my niece was just like do it scared and I was like wow she remembered you know and that touched me and so it's so important like you know kids really learn from from you and your actions and what you say um and so yeah you do have to be careful but that really touched me and just reminded me, wow, I am doing a good job as an aunt. This is a, isn't easy, but you know, she's listening and being more intentional about teaching those lessons. It also made me ask the question, what does it mean to be a parent or care for a child? Like what is my purpose, function and responsibility? And I think that's good to ask any of us, whether we have our own kids caring for others, friends or, you know, family members, like asking ourselves, like before that interaction and doing check-ins because, because they are little humans, right? There may be things you learn. I know things I learned was like, just do as I say, or you just have to do it, or just don't ask me no questions. That wasn't very nourishing in that sense or helpful, and probably because that's what they learned and they were taking it personally, but really not taking things personally and remembering they're little humans. So what I came up was it's about love, encourage, notice, honoring, apologizing, respecting, building relationships, learning about them, understanding them, guiding them, providing safety, protecting, teaching, developing their innate abilities. If you see their like one of my niece she's just so fearless and she just climbs and oh my god the three-year-old climbed this tall thing I don't know that thing must have been about gosh she was taller than me so maybe 12 foot and she had no fear and she was three years old and she just had no fear so how can I honor that how can I develop that skill 
create and maintain for flourish. I think this is the biggest thing is having the space in the area that where they can flourish in whatever stage or of development they are in and whatever abilities they have. Laugh with them, be intentional, play, set boundaries and listen. And so what this means for me is to care for a child and knowing how to care for a child can be found and discovered in the way I care for myself and I'm intentional and I'm graceful and I'm forgiving and I'm loving and I'm kind and encouraging and I'm honoring and respectful of myself and giving that same to a child and remembering that they are a small human. They may need a bit more, but not forgetting all of those other things, but ultimately creating this space where they can flourish and thrive and feel safe and feel loved. So that is my takeaway. That is my whole takeaway and reflection, should I say, from taking care of my um, nieces Um and yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys, just my little authentic moment of experience. And, and there were moments where I felt shame and guilt, especially when I was raising my voice and getting frustrated and in my whole body wanting to feel like I wanted to strangle them. But as I assessed and stopped taking it personally and questioned myself, it, it helped me a lot in choosing to love them. And use words of love when they were just being the most annoying. I found that when I just turn around and say, you are so amazing. It just calmed them down. That was, that was, that was precious to me. So I hope this was helpful. Please share the podcast, share this episode with anyone, you know, who's a parent or a caregiver. Um, And hopefully, you know, they can learn something from this too. Thank you so much for listening. As always, follow us on the Authentic Wednesday podcast. If you connected with what you just heard, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can stay connected by following the Instagram, Bianca Keisha, spelled Keisha, K-E-S-H-A, or visiting the website, AuthenticWednesday.com. Remember, authenticity is a journey, not a destination.